Welcome to the Send and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Louis Nichols. In my day job at Sparkloop, I spend all my time helping the best newsletter operators and media brands in the world to grow their audiences. So I get to see firsthand what growth tactics, strategies, and channels actually work, which ones you should copy, and what mistakes you should avoid. And now, with this podcast, you get that access too. Every week, I sit down with a different guest, from industry experts to successful operators, and we go deep on the stuff that you need to know so you can become really effective at growing and monetizing your email audience. Today, I'm joined by Mary Tobler, the brains behind the fun puzzles and games that you find in the Morning Brew newsletter. Publishers and newsletter operators alike are waking up to the value of having a game strategy. And like with most things newsletters, Morning Brew have been leading the way. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Well, why don't we start off then with sort of the the background? I mean, normally when we talk about this, we talk about, you know, well, how did you get into the newsletter business or how did you start your own newsletter? And it's people sometimes heard the story before. I don't think anyone will have heard the story before of how you get into creating puzzles and games for, for a media company. Yeah, I mean, I am fortunate to be joining Morning Brew at a time of incredible growth for them. And, you know, so much of the work of having grown it to what's now over 4 million subscribers to the flagship newsletter, you know, they have over a dozen verticals, they have, um, you know, podcasts, they have YouTube presence. I'm fortunate to kind of now be able to slide into that with helping to grow the puzzles and games presence on not just their flagship newsletter, but starting to expand to some of the other areas in which they're creating and in which they have a presence. As for how I came into Morning Brew, I had been working for NPR's game show, Ask Me Another. I was a longtime writer there, an occasional on-air puzzle guru before the show uh, left the airwaves a couple of years ago. And Morning Brew was looking for someone who could create games consistently week after week and also start exploring new game formats. And fortunately for me, they thought I would be a good fit. So I've been there little over a year now. It's amazing. There must be a very, very small group of, <laughs> of you out there. It is quite a subculture of people who are puzzle fans, puzzle solvers, puzzle creators. We, we do tend to know each other, respect each other, support each other. So it's, it's a nice community to be a part of. Very nice. Very nice. I, I only sort of touch on that tangentially. I'm a, a big fan of cryptic crosswords is sort of my, the, the one sort of thing that I touch on when it gets into that. So I'm a bit of a nerd for those. I do a couple a week, but other than that, really uh, never got into uh, a lot of the, the other games like, you know, Sudoku and that kind of thing. Well, my hat's off to you. Cryptic Crosswords, I have to confess, is the one area that as a solver, when I put my solver hat on, are tough for me. So nice, nice, nicely done. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've got to say, I, I've only ever tried Cryptic Crosswords. I've never tried a normal one. And in preparation for this, I went through some of the, the games and the puzzles that you do for Morning Brew, and I saw you do have a, a non-cryptic crossword. And I yes. tried to do that, and I just with my sort of cryptic crossword hat, hat on, I just could not begin <laughs> to even understand the clues. I was just looking for sort of hidden meaning in it. And I was thinking, hang on, there's no, this, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. So I, I failed miserably at those. 
Yeah, we're the what you see is what you get crosswords. Everything is very upfront. We're not out to trick you like crypto crosswords are. So we'll make a mini crossword fan of you yet. Well, I think that's a great sort of place to jump in then in um, like how or what kind of puzzles and games the Morning Brew even has at the moment. Our weekly puzzle offering is we do one 15 by 15 themed crossword every weekend, uh, two mini crosswords, not too many as in two frequent crosswords, two number two, many small sized crosswords. We do a word search with visual clues. We have just introduced Pictoku, which is Sudoku with pictures. And we also offer a news quiz. In addition to that, Neil Fryman, who's the managing editor, does a game brain teaser trivia piece actually in the newsletter every day. And we also have sort of game adjacent uh, sections such as an open house where you can guess a price of a Zillow listing based on a description and pictures. And we have a meme contest. So games that are not quite traditional puzzles, but also deliver some of that same experience. And I guess just sort of my, my first question, because it, it's not obvious to me, why does Morning Brew have games and puzzles in the first place? Games and puzzles create a huge daily engagement for a large section of our audience. In the United States alone, something like 50 million Americans engage with a crossword daily, and they're getting those puzzles from somewhere. In addition to that, puzzle people, as you know, as a cryptic solver, tend to be creatures of habit. You know, consistency is something that you think about a lot in a newsletter anyway, you know, sending the newsletter at the same time every day, sending it when you say you're going to send it. So when people know that they're going to see a crossword every Saturday or that they're going to see a news quiz every Friday, it strengthens and deepens that habit of opening the newsletter, reading the newsletter to get it. It's one more reason for people to engage with the content and build the brand, especially for puzzle people who tend to think in streaks and times and beating personal records. I can see that. I can see that for sure. Can you share a sort of rough idea of how popular the games are? The games are consistently among our most popular content, and they're popular in a very consistent way. We have seen our base of solvers grow and stay stable. Even when we're introducing new game formats, you know, the metrics are really astounding, actually. And we're lucky to have a high completion rate, a high solve rate. And they're also, I, I, mean, I like to say too, that puzzle people are wonderful people anyway, but you know, they're happy to engage with us on social. We consistently see high return on what we're putting into puzzles and games. Okay, awesome. Because it is a balancing act with the newsletter. You only have so much real estate. I, I guess that leads me on to like my, my next question, which was, I really want to dig in <laughs> and spend time talking about the fun side of games and how you come up sure. with them and, and all that kind of thing. But to stick, to stick with the, I guess, the business side of it a little bit more, yeah. what are the metrics that, that you're looking at as someone who is responsible for games and puzzles? Are you is it yeah, number of like, completion? I, I don't even know where to begin on that. Sure. I mean, I'm looking at who's opening the game, who's starting it, who's finishing it, how many people who have started it finish it, you know, and that has stayed pretty consistent over time. For our quizzes, we have an almost 100% 
completion rate, which is really gratifying to see. And I'm looking for engagement and consistency and in growing those numbers in looking for anywhere where it might be dipping, anything that seems to be sort of turning people off. But we've been fortunate not to see anything like that, not to see any huge dips. Even when we've changed up the format a little bit, the readers don't hesitate to tell us if they have feedback, which is wonderful. That's exactly what we want. We want people to feel engaged enough to reach out to us and say what's on their minds. You know, I've even had a couple of people who like to write in if they can't get the theme of a crossword and I'm happy to engage with them. And they're usually surprised to say, oh my gosh, you sent me a hint. You know, I'm always happy to provide hints if you're having trouble on the Saturday crossword. So in addition to the hard metrics, how many people are solving? How long are they sticking with puzzles? Are they sticking with it to the end? We're also looking for that less quantifiable level of enthusiasm and engagement with the content as well. Got it. Okay. Is there an element of word of mouth to that as well? Is that something that's important? Because I'm thinking of the, um, I guess my mind goes back to sort of what BuzzFeed was Sure. Well known for with their, you know, the kind of quizzes that they did, which are very, very different to what you do at Morning Brew. But they, sure. they got a lot of, you know, sharing and engagement from those those quizzes that they did. Is, is that something that is in there for you as well in the back of your mind or is that not so important? Absolutely. I mean, you know, puzzle people do tend to let each other know if they feel like there is a creator or an outlet that is producing puzzles that are interesting, are different, are worth signing up for the newsletter. We have gotten a lot of word of mouth and attention over doing things that we can do because we are a newsletter and because we our solvers are almost 99.9%. And I say that as having looked at the metrics online. We are not an outlet where people tend to print our puzzles and you know they're not doing them in a traditional paper newspaper. So we have leaned into that and started to create audio clues for crosswords, video clues for crosswords. We use emojis, we use visual picture sets to do the word search. And thinking of our format not as a limitation or an obstacle, but as something that enables us to kind of be free of constraints that traditional newspaper crosswords have, has gotten us so much more engagement and attention and word of mouth because we are the only major outlet who is doing it. So for instance, you know, I was at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament this spring as a solver and, you know, <laughs> constructors and solvers coming up to me, you know, I, I love doing the audio clues. I love doing the video clues. It's, it opens up so much as a constructor. I'm like, yes, absolutely. We love it. And our audience has been there to meet us for that. It certainly has taught us that for a puzzle and games audience, they are almost ahead of what we would even think to give them in terms of new innovations and new developments in the way that you can think about a crossword. Interesting. I see. I I came into this. I was. I wanted to ask the question about the format and the restrictions. Sure. And I was expecting that you you to say, well, we're in a newsletter, and newsletters aren't dynamic, and you can't 
you know, click around and do interactive stuff in the same way that you can on a site. So that's a struggle and we have to send people through to a page and it's a challenge for us and here's how we're solving it. And it sounds like actually the sort of the, the comparison is it's not, you know, other games that are being played online. It's it's compared to a, a, news, a newspaper or a magazine or some sort of print media and it's actually a much better experience. Absolutely. And I have to give credit to Morning Brew. I mean, that trickles down from the top at Morning Brew, which is a very nimble, ready to take very intentional risks, very innovative. The idea that this is not a limitation at all. And it's for us, it's not just that the format of a newsletter isn't a limitation. Having that kind of daily content for the flagship newsletter has, leaning into that as well, has been very motivating, inspiring, and liberating in terms of the content that we're creating. I mean, one of the things that we've also leaned into is we have a very tight production schedule. So it allows me to put in crossword clues and answers that are super timely, super relevant, you know, when we are one album of the year at the Grammys. You know, we are W-E-A-R-E. It's five letters. It's perfect for a mini five by five crossword. So the next day we were able to, you know, put it up as the mini for that's That was the kind of anchor word for that mini 48 hours after it won album of the year at the Grammys. You know, it's so I, I, I don't think of, oh, my gosh, you know, this, this newsletter, it's daily, it's quick, it's tight. All of that has motivated us to think, okay, how can we turn that into an experience for solvers that feels fresh and exciting and differentiated from what they might get from crosswords at other outlets? And when it comes to the audience who are, who are solving this, who are they? I mean, is, 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 that, is, like a, is it a mainly a male thing, mainly a female thing? It's a very wide demographic in terms of where they are. You know, we have them throughout the places in the world where people tend to solve crosswords in terms of age, in terms of, you know, how they identify gender. It's very broad. They do solve overwhelmingly on mobile and on desktop. They, they do not print puzzles, but other than that, they are sort of ready for anything. And we try to keep our range of pop culture to, you know, sort of, we're, we're willing to take some risks like putting in Gritty, the Philadelphia Phillies mascot, or because we are, you know, still have that business newsletter in our brand, it's, we are willing to do NFT, um, which is not a answer that you see a lot in crosswords and major outlets. Like, but if you read Morning Brew every day, of course, you know what an NFT is, you know, or Anil, which is a super popular crossword answer, A-N-I-L, you know, we're able to clue that to the CEO of Glitch and our readers get that. So to kind of sidetrack for a minute, it's a way for us to lean into Morning Brew's voice and brand through how we write answers and clues. And do you have any sense of when people are completing these? Because like my impression is that it, it, with traditional media, with a newspaper, for example, yep. you probably have, you know, you sit down on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, or maybe it's in the train on the way to work to do your sort of Sudoku. And that's sort of like when you, you know, you have your sort of rhythm for doing this. Is there, have you noticed that people with a, with a newsletter format that they have a similar thing or is it much more sort of varied? 
Uh, we publish the puzzles on the website a little bit in advance of the newsletter. I start to see traffic almost immediately after the public puzzles go up on the website. And then, of course, there's a huge spike as soon as the newsletter starts hitting inboxes on the East Coast, which is, you know, early in the morning. And then it rolls very quickly through the morning arriving to the West Coast and then stays steady, though, for a few days after. So it, it definitely follows an arc. But the behavior that we see is that people are solving the puzzle almost immediately after opening the newsletter. Uh, moving on from there a little bit, when we talk about sort of the kind of games that you might include in the, the newsletter, for example, sure. what are you looking for? What, what sort of, for you, makes a, a game a, a hit or not? Sure. I mean, we're looking for something that's accessible, that's fun. In terms of the content, we want it to feel surprising but all but not tricky you know we're not out to stump you we're not doing complicated meta puzzles that you solve over days that said we do have some feedback that for instance our pangram challenge you know people enjoy solving it over a day or so but most of our readers like to start finish the puzzle quickly and move on, which is consistent with the experience that we're trying to give them. Would you say that's sort of the, the most important sort of thing that you're, you're looking for then? Yes, I mean, in terms of format, we are not limited to, I mean, it, <laughs> my own personal bias against cryptic crosswords notwithstanding, there's not really any format that we're not considering in terms of, you know, things that may be visually interesting, things that might not require wordplay. You know, we've found that having something like Pikdoku, which we've just introduced, is a nice balance to, you know, needing to engage more strongly with crossword, for example. So we're also looking for a nice balance between the kinds of games that we're offering. I guess in a way you have to, it has to be a challenge enough to be sort of interesting and to feel like it's worthwhile completing. But if it's too challenging that you come away not finishing it or <laughs> feeling stupid, then you won't be likely to, to come back again, I, I guess. Yeah, and this is something too that I brought with me from working on a game show with contestants. You know, when I was at NPR working on Ask Me Another, it's, I learned in that experience that, you know, not only do contestants want to feel like they're succeeding, but when you're in the audience of a game show, you don't want to watch something where one person is not getting any answer right, which I actually found very uplifting and, and reassuring that humans tend to want to see people succeeding. They want to see people doing well, even if they may be the underdog or not winning. And that's true too, I feel like, at least for our solvers when they're doing a puzzle. I'm more interested as a creator in, for instance, putting in a fun fact that they may not know otherwise. So for instance, we had the ever popular Oreo in last weekend's crossword and I clued it to, you know, I was doing some research on it and found an old article about how the 2021 Pokemon limited variety Oreos sold for thousands of dollars on eBay. So that's what I clued it to, not just to kind of give it a fresh clue, but also because I want someone to then 
go forth into the world thinking, oh yeah, did you know they had Pokemon Oreos that sold for thousands of dollars? Oh yeah, I saw it on the Morning Brew crossword. Like that additional experience too. I'm more interested in putting that on a crossword puzzle than making it harder just for the sake of being harder. Got it. Okay. I think that helps from the business side with the, the word of mouth as, as well, I guess. Absolutely. Yep. I, I am well aware of that as well. I, I want people to say, oh yeah, I saw it on Morning Brew and that, that crossword puzzle, you learn all kinds of things doing it. I bet, I bet, yeah. Has there been anything that you've tried maybe at the Morning Brew, you know, term, in terms of puzzles that just hasn't worked particularly well? We haven't had anything, knock on wood, yet where it's just completely fizzled. And that's where too, I, I am fortunate to be working with this audience that is eager, that is like ready for new things. There hasn't been anything I'm thinking, you know, when we've started to introduce multimedia clues, when we've started to introduce emoji clues, they are there for all of it. Yes, some puzzles do better than others, but we haven't had anything that has just completely crashed and burned. And again, I'm I have to give credit to to the Morning Brew audience. They are very receptive to new things. You mentioned a little bit earlier, obviously with the Morning Brew having the flagship newsletter, mm -hmm. they've also started diversifying into sort of industry-specific newsletters. And we had uh, yes. Jacob, who runs the, the B2B side, on a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago talking about some of the plans there. You don't, I think, have, have games in, in those newsletters yet, right? Correct. We just introduced a personality quiz in Sidekick, which is the newsletter to level up your life, sort of lifestyle vertical, to, again, a huge response from that audience, from the subscribers to that newsletter. And, of course, we're discussing how to, what game formats might work in other verticals where it might make sense. You know, we're not putting them in places just for the sake of, you know, having a game there. I, we want it to feel authentic and organic and very intentional to the voice of a specific vertical or the intention of it. But absolutely. I mean, and, you know, as my personal feeling is there's, there's a way to integrate that into many different verticals and brands but yeah i mean we're we're absolutely exploring that yeah i mean obviously feel free not to not to share anything if it's a, a trade secret <laughs> or if it's, it's not ready yet but I, mean, I think it's something that the audience will be really interested in is sort of the thought process there because morning brew is quite unusual i think to most or compared to most of our listeners in that it is such a broad demographic of of people who are there for sort of general business news Whereas a lot of newsletters will be focused on a specific niche or a specific place or a specific element of maybe business or sport or something like that. So I think when they're thinking about, you know, sort of games or puzzles or some sort of sure. maybe even just more of a quiz, if that sort of falls into the, the games puzzles category, how to, to think about that. I don't know if you have any sort of thoughts about how you're approaching it. That would be, I think, very useful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of creating a game or a puzzle for a newsletter if you're if you do have a niche newsletter let's say your newsletter is about you know antique clock antique clock restoration then there's absolutely a way to put in puzzles in games whether it's a visual um you know guess this part of the antique clock that you made 
like a sort of trivia visual game or, you know, crosswords about anti-clock themes. You know, there's always a way to express your brand and express your niche through games and puzzles. And, you know, it's a question of whether you want to begin creating them and just trying them. I mean, in my experience, people love it. I mean, people love doing this. It's a very common habit and hobby for a huge part of certainly in the United States, a huge part of your audience. And I have found through my work before Morning Brew with other, you know, outlets and there is, I, I have, I haven't seen a group of a, an audience or an industry or a niche that there's not some subsection of that that also enjoys games and puzzles. It's a very broad hobby. It's a very common interest. So I, I think it's just a question of whether you feel like you want to begin creating them. Definitely. It's got my mind whirring for our, our weekly newsletter. I'll have to, have to have a think about it. Where would you suggest starting if you wanted to start on a small scale, something simple, not too much work? Yeah, I mean, in addition to the games that we create, you know, the crossword research, I think I mentioned that Neil Freiman, the managing editor, does an amazing job of putting a piece of trivia or a brain teaser that often connects with the content of that day's newsletter. So, for instance, if there's an article about tennis, about the U.S. Open, he might put a trivia question saying, who are the Grand Slam winners that are not these three most well-known? Can you name them all? Or if it's about Internet Explorer retiring, can you name the top web browsers for these five years? So that could be a way, too, if you're interested in kind of seeing what the response might be to start integrating some kind of game element into your newsletter. Yeah. Are there tools, like specific tools that you use that are publicly available? Are those built in-house? How, how does that work? Because I know there's like the, um, is it is it the one, is it called the Penta, is it Penta, Pentagram? Is it that? Pentagram. Yes, exactly. We use Typeform for quizzes and which is, I, I have found to be an accessible platform to use. And the crosswords, word searches are developed by um, and powered by Puzzle Me, which is a platform from the folks at Amuse Labs who do an incredible job of making that functionality work. Awesome. So that's something that you could add into a newsletter. You wouldn't necessarily Absolutely. have to have a whole development team to to sort of no. build that out for you. It is it is sort of achievable for even a, a smaller newsletter to, to test out. Absolutely. I, I guess it's also the kind of thing where if you start small, you can probably get away with trying the first iterations yourself and then maybe looking for someone who likes to sort of puzzle more professionally to, to help out. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I, I would encourage anyone who is so inclined to try their hand at constructing um, and starting to build puzzles, write puzzles. It's, it's fun work. And if you're interested in it, chances are that, you know, you can make a good go of it. Awesome. What, which is, is your sort of favorite of the, of the puzzles that you, you run now? I think the favorite are the ones that are using multimedia clues. And the reason is because I also am, you know, a competitive crossword solver. And, you know, before even starting to do this so seriously professionally, I'm also someone who, you know, 
subscribed to Games Magazine when she was eight years old. And the idea that to be kind of pushing that envelope forward and thinking outside of what I would have thought possible is, you know, really exciting for me, both as a solver and a constructor, to be able to say, oh, this is something new about crosswords, which, you know, growing up, I wouldn't have been able to imagine would, would be so nimble and flexible. And, you know, there are a lot of people who are looking to see where we can play with the format, where we can play with clues, you know, non-traditional grids. Do they have to be square? Do they have to have symmetry? You know, it's it's exciting. It's in our small corner of the world, it's an exciting time. And also, you know, how do you, what words do you want to put out there? What slang do you want to use? What do you want people to be talking about? You know, we're people who love words and who love trivia and who think that it has some value in a larger conversation. So to be part of that daily conversation, especially with an outlet like Morning Brew, that is so innovative and so kind of fearless in taking on new developments is really exciting. So whichever one of my favorites, I would say, it would be one that is leaning into that. Awesome. I'm just thinking, I don't think anyone's ever polarized our audience as much as saying non-traditional grids are exciting. I think there'll be, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a lot of head nodding and a lot of uh, the opposite. So that's I, awesome. I, I know we did our first rectangular grid uh, last week in our MIDI crossword, which is, you know, somewhere between is, I think it was off the top of my head, I think it was 12 by nine. I just, you know, I looked at it, I was like, it's a non-square grid, everyone. I wanted you to make it, I'm making a key. So we did our first non-square grid, but it is exciting. I mean, it, who knows where it can, what it can lead to. Yeah, definitely. And that, I think that's a, a great, that leads me on so well, actually, because the the thing that I wanted to ask next was where you think it is going to, to lead on to. I mean, if we take a look and, you know, three years ago, I don't think anyone was really putting games and puzzles into to newsletters. Maybe Morning Brew yep. had started, but I, I don't remember seeing any. It seems to have come up along, like, normally really, like, you know, within the last two years, as far as yep. I can tell. And it seems to be taking off. I'm seeing more and more of it now. What do you think that's going to look like in three years, five years? I mean, do you have an idea? I... I, I do think that there, what, what you're seeing, it's a realization that this isn't some sort of very obscure pursuit that only a small group of people are doing, that it's actually an incredibly popular interest that a lot of people have and want to engage in and don't necessarily have, you know, are going to seek it out, or you can just put it in front of them and they'll do it. I mean, you know, the what, the game that's on everyone's mind after the last year, Wordle is an incredible example of that, that people want this kind of content, that they are willing to try new stuff, that they are wanting to talk about it, that this it, it's not a very, very niche interest. And especially too, I think during lockdown, during the pandemic, it became, you know, this, this kind of daily engagement with puzzles only strengthened. So yeah, in, in terms of where it will be in three years, you know, I'm seeing new game formats all the time. We're developing new game formats. I know people who are out there trying to kind of not just do another Wordle, but really think critically about other games with words, games without words that might work. So it's exciting. Awesome. Well, 
Is there anything before I let you go? Is there anything that I should have asked you about games and puzzles that I didn't? <laughs> no, this this really covers, I mean, this covers a lot of what we've been talking about and thinking about with Morning Brew. I mean, I, I, I think, I again, I would just say that it has been a really exciting and fun way to engage our audience even more and to to really deepen and strengthen the voice within the newsletter. And where can people go and find out more about you if they'd like to? Where should they? Sure. Should, obviously, they can go to morningbrew.com. They're probably already subscribed. Yes. But, uh, where can they check out the, the games? Is there a particular one you'd recommend that they go and try out? Um, sure. We'll links in the show notes, of course, as well. Sure. Morningbrew.com is the best place to go. Subscribe to the daily newsletter. That's the best way to make sure that you're getting the games right in your inbox. And also, of course, to get all of the other amazing content of the newsletter. And in terms of where you can find me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mary Tobler. And that's where I tend to be the most in terms of talking about the games and puzzles that we're doing for Morning Brew. You know, I usually have the most recent puzzle pinned to the top of my profile. I'm always happy to engage with people about whether they need a hint for the crossword or just want to talk puzzles. Crossword Twitter is a very active and supportive community. So come and find me there. Awesome. And last one, if someone listening to this has never really gotten into puzzles before or games, and it's just something they've <laughs> never really been, been bothered with, what is the starter one that you'd say this is the thing that might get you into it. If you have to start somewhere, where should they start? Oh, you know, I would recommend our word search or our mini crossword. I have had friends, people that I've recommended the games to start a mini. And, you know, it's it's an incredible feeling to, for someone to say, I, I did a crossword I and I liked it. <laughs> it was fine. I, I never get tired of trying to bring new people to games, to puzzles. I, I just am so confident in my belief that there's a game or a puzzle out there for you. There's some kind of format that you could click with, whether it's cryptic crosswords or, you know, a Pictopu. Well, we're going to find something for you. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining me. This has been great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Send and Grow podcast. If you liked what you heard, here are three quick ways that you can show your support. Number one, leave us a five-star rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. Number two, email or DM me with some feedback with your questions or with suggestions for future episodes. And finally, number three, share your favorite quote from the episode on social media and tag both me and our guest. All of the links for that are available in the show notes and whatever option you choose, I am really grateful for your support. Thanks and see you next week.